1-800-548-TALK. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. You are listening to us on XM Satellite Radio 246. And we stream worldwide at talkdavid.com. If your friends do not have XM Radio, tell them they can listen to us live right now at talkdavid.com. 1-800-DON'T-BE-SHY. You can use an alternative name, an anonymous name, an anonymous city. You can say you're David Essel. <laughs> you can go, hey, uh, yeah, this is David Essel. I want to ask the host a question. Go ahead. Use my name. It doesn't matter. 1-800-548-8255. Uh, oh, emotional affairs. Do you know the number one topic this week, email-wise, was emotional affairs? Through via Facebook, oh, my gosh, the number of, of questions we get via Facebook when we post our YouTube videos it was all about emotional affairs. I'm going to talk about that, too. Our guest this week, Aaron Morgart, fitness supermodel, Harvard-educated. Aaron absolutely is on fire. She rocks. And she's going to talk about what to do when your child is bullied. Now, you might be going, what the heck is a fitness supermodel, Harvard-educated, fitness guru doing talking about bullying? And that's because she was the victim of being bullied as a child. Next after that will be Dr. Michelle Brown, acupuncture physician who traveled and trained in China. And we're going to be talking about the use of therapeutic essential oils to help heal sleep and depression and asthma and muscle pain issues and more. Very excited to have Dr. Brown on. Dr. Devi is coming back to talk about addiction to painkillers, Vicodin, Oxycontin, Roxycodone. What are the signs of addiction? How to stop the addiction? What are alternatives to pain medicines for pain if you have a tendency to be addicted to different things in life? Our toll-free number, again, 1-800-548-8255. Don't miss this chance. The lines are open. We would love to rock with you. In between now and then, well, first, let me talk about emotional affairs. Okay, so every week... When we look at the topic of the week for Saturday's show, we say, okay, well, where where's the interest? Over the past seven days, where have most of the affairs come from? We're getting emails in from London on a daily basis on this topic all over the United States of America. And um, and by far, I guess the greatest surprise to people is, is that emotional affairs can be as damaging as physical affairs. It's a huge breaking of trust. So what's an emotional affair? Several different definitions. Uh, one is sharing private information that should only be discussed with your partner, with friends and family members, without your partner knowing you're doing so. So if you and your partner are struggling with uh, your intimate life or an addiction or money or moving or kids, and you say to your partner, you know what, this is? I know this is really a struggle, honey. Do you mind if I ask my friend Jim? what he thinks about our situation or my sister or my brother or my parents. You know, if you if you ask your partner, then you're not breaking trust. But most of emotional affairs is because people go and they complain about their partner or they bitch about their relationship and their partner has no idea they're doing it. I don't care if it's your friends. I could care less if it's your best friends. It doesn't mean anything because it's a breaking of a trust. And then the other way that we create emotional affairs is flirting. 
speaking to others uh, of the opposite sex about your sex life? Um, And how do you know if it's an affair, if it's an emotional affair, if you can't say to this person with your partner in front of you what you're telling them now, you're breaking trust. It's called an emotional affair. You know, there was a client that I worked with a number of years ago that would argue with his wife constantly that he never, ever was breaking her trust. And yet he would be out to lunch three to four days a week with the same woman from work. He would go and stop and have coffee on Saturdays on his way back to the grocery or from the grocery store with someone else that he had met in other places. And his wife knew nothing about this. And the conversations that he would share with them would be with these two other women would be like, you know, well, we're not really doing that great. And, you know, maybe you can give me a woman's approach to this or what. Right. It was all nonsense. And finally, he came to the realization that if he was going to save his marriage, he had to stop this. It's that damaging. Um, another one talking about texts, this woman came in and said, I don't know why my husband is so upset. All I do is email and text a few guys and we're just friends. And I said, um, are these guys more interested in you than you might be with them? She said, well, I think so. You know, they're very flirtatious and they're always making comments. You know, if this marriage doesn't work, if your relationship doesn't work, I'll be here. And that's breaking trust. So let's think about it. You know, let's get smart with it. And even if your partner doesn't know consciously, they're picking up the energy subconsciously that you're breaking that vow, whether it's a marriage or just a verbal commitment. 1-800, think about that, 1-800-548-8255. This is pretty wild. I'm going to start off right out of the bat with a relationship question that's pretty wild. Um, I saw you speak once about the benefits of delayed orgasm during sex. It seems that my husband and I have gotten into the routine of searching for the finish line of sex. I need to know um, about this because our intimacy is dwindling. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was introduced to this by a sex therapist on our show, Dr. Barbara Kiesling, in the 90s. And she, we, she came on to talk about this very topic. She goes, you know what, David, if guys could learn how to not release so quickly, they could have the most amazing love relationships they ever could imagine. And there's ways, if you Google it, guys, if you Google how to delay orgasm, how to make love and delay orgasm, you'll, there's, there's tips. She taught us on the air. I won't get into it, but I'll just tell you there's tips that you can do to practice so that you don't release so quickly. And then in that act of delay, you can spend so much more time kissing and staring into your partner's eyes, getting to know each other's bodies and desires without the fear of doing what this woman says. Is the whole goal is a finish line? That's not the goal. Now, there's some times when quickies are needed because you don't have time. You know, the, 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 the child's about to wake up or you got to rush to work or whatever it might be, right? But a lot of the time, we have the time or we should make the time to get to know our partners even to have fun while making love, to giggle, to laugh, to talk. In the act of making love, absolutely. Dr. Barbara Kiesling, look her up. She's written an amazing amount of topics or, or articles and even books on this topic. One of them was something like How to Make Love All Night Long. I think that was the title of it, How to Make Love All Night Long. And, guys, you can learn this. And it doesn't take anything other than practice. And, hey, Tell your partner, <laughs> hey, would you practice with me? You know what? You know what? Your girlfriend, your wife, your whoever, 
is going to say, of course I'll help you learn that technique, right? <laughs> Who wouldn't? Oh, my Lord. Think about it. And you know what? If I can help you with any of these topics, email me, talkdavid.com. Email me at talkdavid.com. We are here, and we've been doing this for 22 years. We are here to help you reach the highest level of success in every area of your life. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. After these messages, we're coming back with so much more. We'll have more of your emails, guests coming up. It's all about going from where we are right now where you stand right now in life to the very next level. Let's break through procrastination. Let's get off the fence. Let's make sure that you're living boldly, positively, that you're strong, you're centered, that you're living with passion, that you're living with energy, that you're going after everything that is important to you, and we are here as a resource to help you right now. 1-800-CALL ME. Now, I dare you. 1-800-548-8255. More information at talkdavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay right there. right now 1-800-548-8255-800-548-8255 text us i just got a text in about a relationship with and sex i'll be answering that in just a second text us at 941-266-7676-941-266-7676 let me read the text it says um uh, I, I met a wonderful girl who is waiting to have sex, even though she really wants to. We've only been going out for a week. What should I do? Great question. Oh, my Lord, great question. You wait. You wait. Like, I don't care how bad one person wants it and the other one might say they want it, right? They may want to make love, but you wait. You wait. You wait until you're both on the same page. And sometimes that is an extremely short period of time. Sometimes that is elongated. But the most important thing to show respect to your partner is not to push the agenda. Wait until that time is right where you both are there and doing what you desire to do. And you both have a clear intention. You know, is the intention to be together? Is the intention, and I'm just going to take, talk liberally, frankly, and honestly, is the intention intention uh, a, a one-night fling? Is it no strings attached, friends with benefits? You know, like, if you don't know, you better ask, right? If you don't know, you better ask. If your intention is relationship and and they say, well, yeah, then great. If your intention, if that's not your intention, then before you have sex, tell her that or tell him that. It's a great question. Thank you so much for texting it in. Our text number again, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, and, and 800-548-8255 to talk to me directly. 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Chuck in New England. Chuck, you're on with David Essel. Hey, how are you, man? Hey, Chuck, what's going on there, dude? Well, she's waiting for sex. No, she's waiting for intimacy. 
because you're going to have uh-huh. a relationship bridge with benefits, then, yeah, it's sex. But uh, for someone that's going to wait, she's waiting for intimacy. So if that guy really needs to know if he wants to be intimate or he just wants sex. So that's that. Um, Thank you. What about week, you? Uh, I'm all right. Kind of hot in New England. but uh, Yeah? Yeah. Last week you had, uh, what, an email or something. It was something about a uh, daughter's wedding. Um, mom and dad had been divorced for five years. Mom wanted to bring boyfriend and daughter flipped out, said no. And she yes. said, what do I do? Okay, everybody was getting out on the weeds and really good comments and stuff like that. But one of the things I really wanted to say that, um, you know, that was one insight into the daughter that she was still not okay with them being divorced. And so the mom really needs to look, at the, look into herself and, you know, respect her daughter into thinking, hey, something's going on. Maybe I shouldn't bring the boyfriend because she's still not okay with me and dad being, you know, separated. Because she was, what, uh, 23, something like that, five years ago. Yeah, so she was still yeah. in high school. Yeah, she's a, she was a young kid. I think she was 22. I think she was 22, Chuck. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I think, I, and, and, I, and I have not heard back from her, but... You know, I think one of the most important things of that situation is for mom to throw out options like we had recommended on the air. You know, if you don't want him yeah. to come can he to the wedding, can he come to the reception? If she says no to both, then you just say okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's something that, that her and her mom's got to work through. But right. it, it is her big day, and I would say, okay, just respect the daughter's wishes because it is a big day. Okay, Amen. So, um, I have the opportunity to get a job somewhere else that – as a driver, is phenomenal because it'll pay 40% more. Um, okay. My wife got laid off uh, some time ago, and it's been over a year, and she hasn't been able to find a job. You know, thank you. Uh, you know, this economy. Um, and so I have the opportunity to go and get this job that will literally make it to where she doesn't need to work, because right now we're scraping. Um, and... Here's the downside to it. If I do this job, the home terminal is three hours away, and I would literally not be able to come home for, like, a couple of weeks. You know, I, I would literally be gone all the time. Now, as a driver, that's part of the life and all that other stuff, but how do I balance this? My twins are 13 years old. If I get this job then I'm going to miss out on a lot of things, very influential things, very impressionable years, and to basically give up her, you know, uh, having her do all of it, you know. And so this is a huge dilemma for me right now. I don't don't know what I should do. Okay, so, so the terminal is three hours away. And how often, and so, so t- give me an average week, Chuck. Tell me what an average week would be for you. When would you leave? When would you be back? Tell me the whole nine yards, but very quickly. I would probably be gone two to three weeks at a time, come back for three to four days, that's it. Okay, so you'd be back three to four days, and your schedule right now is what? I'm, I'm home every day. Ah. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's the major factor. Yeah. Well, you know so, what, Chuck? I, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it right back to you, and I'm going to say, yeah. if, if I was in your shoes, this is what I would do. I would sit down with my wife, and I would say, honey, you know, here's the, here's the things that the reality of it at all, what is your priority in life with me right now? What would you think would be the best move for me to make? I would get her feedback 100% first, I'm, right? I'm already ahead of you on that, David. <laughs> Good. And what, what did she say, she Chuck? Is, she is 
okay with me doing it, and she's not okay with me doing it. And it's because she knows that I'd make a lot more money, and she wouldn't have yeah. the stress of working. But then she has to balance the stress of not not working, and then also all of the things that are going to go on with the kids. You know, because thirteen, yeah. years, you know, thirteen, they're, they're about ready to you know start high school, and you know they're off for the summer now, and they're already flipping out. Woo-hoo, no school, you know, kind of a thing. So right, right. She's just really overly stressed. So. You know, how do I do this? Do I be the money man and that's it? Or do I stay here, stick it out, have the stress of money, and, you know, be able to stand yeah. by her emotionally for the kids? So that, that's, that's a toss-up. I don't know. Okay. And, you know, so let me go back to your – if I was in your shoes. If I was in your shoes, I would sit down. I would do a great introspective piece of writing, and I would ask myself the very question that you're asking me right now because you have the answer. You know, some people, Chuck, could answer that and say it is so worthwhile for me to provide financially for my family. The decision's made right away. Someone else will say, you know what, the money is whatever. I will refuse to miss my girls growing up. And whichever answer resonates with your heart is right. And you know this. It's, there's not yeah. a judgment of if you choose money because you know that's the answer, Chuck, then that is 100% correct with you. You're living with an integrity. If you choose staying and scraping by but taking the time and having the time to be with your family, then that's the correct answer. And then you're still living in integrity. Yeah. Chuck, we, we have, we, we've got to run, man, but I am so glad you called. Let me know. Call me back next week and let me know what you do. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Interesting. We got uh, another text from the person asking about the whole sexuality thing, and he says, I yearn for intimacy, and she seeks, seeks the same. How can I show her I'm serious? I'm going to give you the same answer, my man. Wait. Wait for her to give you the signal that she's dead on ready. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. More information on this show, David Essel Live at TalkDavid.com. Stay right there. I love it. <laughs> I know you want me. <laughs> David Essel in the box. 1-800-548-8255. XM Satellite Radio. My mind just went somewhere. XM Satellite Radio 246. Streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. Celebrating 22 years as America's positive radio talk show. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five, one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Coming up in a couple minutes, Aaron Morgart's back, fitness supermodel, Harvard educated, talking about a topic that in the last several years has become so huge without answers, and that's the topic of children being bullied. We're going to talk to Aaron in just a couple of minutes about that. Uh, for more information on all that we do and to get inspired seven days a week, like us on Facebook, 
David Essel Alive on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, David Essel Alive. Seven days a week, we post the interviews, like the one we're going to have with Aaron. We post quotes. We post videos to help you become more alive in life. If you want to listen to this show on your smartphone, Go to talkdavid.com, click on the XM logo, scroll down the page, and it will tell you right there how to get this show streamed live on your smartphone. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, you can listen. It absolutely rocks. And, of course, all of our shows are archived. Hundreds of shows are archived at talkdavid.com. So if your friends miss this show on bullying with Aaron, but you know they want to listen to it later, let them know. Just go to talkdavid.com, and they can hear it at their convenience. Our toll-free number, once again, 1-800-548-8255. As I mentioned a couple minutes ago, fitness supermodel, Harvard-educated, Mrs. United Nations 2013. This is my guest. Everything I'm telling you about right now is my guest. And the victim of bullying as a child, Aaron Morgart. Aaron, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. What what happened with you? When did it start? How did it happen? How were you the victim of bullying? Oh, my. It started um, right around um, the beginning part of grade school, I guess, around first grade, um, all the way through, even through junior high, but definitely uh, first through uh, fifth grade. Absolutely. I mean, I was the kid that that was a nerd and was, was reading all the time, helped others how to read and tutored them, but yet um, no one wanted to associate with me you know, on the playground, and they didn't want anything to do with me for, for Halloween parties or anything of that nature. So it was a constant, a constant battle for years, and it was very hurtful and a very painful experience, and I, I'm trying to turn it into a positive now by giving back to others and, and being kind and showing love, you know, towards other people. So. Yeah. Do you know, Aaron, do you have any idea of the percentage of kids that go... Now, when you're talking about grade one through five, that is extreme. Be, you know, it seems extreme. I could be wrong. But, you know, I, I, I remember things happening in different grades, especially when I, I transferred from one school to another. You know, be, being the new kid at a school, it's really easy to be picked on initially. But but for one first grade to fifth grade, that is a long time. Any idea how many kids across America go through that type of bullying for that extended period of time? You know, um, I think a higher percentage than, than what we know of. I it, I know for me back then, it, it seemed like a lengthy period of time. And I think the thing that brought me out was sports because it seems like when I – Stepped on to I played I played a, a little league um, softball and then was in sports all the time throughout my entire life uh, after that. But that seemed to level the the playing field actually because then I was really good at it and people just kind of forgot about who I was at school and recognized who I was on the field and treated me in a very different manner. And I picked up on that and you kind of you know you 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 use those things to your advantage. So you see what your strengths are and how you can actually use them um, to defeat other people. And not necessarily in a bad way, although there were believe me, many, many, many times where I wanted to <laughs> get back at people, especially if yeah. they were pitching to me and I was at bat. 
you bet I wanted to hit send. But anyway. <laughs> that, that is perfect. Like, that is perfect. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Hey, Aaron, do you know, like going back from grade one to five, do you remember how you dealt with it then? I mean, did, did you isolate? Did you read more to escape like the pain? Did you eat? Did you, do you remember anything at all about those years of how you tried to handle being um, pushed out of the social circles? Oh, I remember, I remember everything. I mean, I remember memories even as, as young as age two, a few then, but definitely ages three and a half to four on, I mean, I, I'm a very visual person, so my memories, I, it's like a, it's like a movie running through my head. And so I remember people, faces, colors, smells, all those things. And, um, I'd have to say that, uh, it, it definitely, uh, had an impact on me and, as far as trying to um, help myself, like like self medicate or, or self care, I definitely did read more, and um, I turned to my parents more, and really did a lot more as far as sports were concerned. Um, yeah. How did hey Aaron 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 how how did your parents respond I mean what what was it what role did they play in trying to help you move through those four years of bullying. They just tried to remain positive. They were never the kind kinds of uh, parents that were um, the kind that said, you know, just bully these people back or fight against them or, you know, they were kind of passive about it. They, they were more, use your intellect, intellectual side and, you know, just um, <laughs> intellectualize with them and, and yes. talk to them, which doesn't always work, especially when you're like in the fourth grade. Okay, it doesn't work at all. And yes. especially with when you're being bullied, and I mean males and females. Females, just that I was weird. Um, boys, just, I don't know, they wanted to tease me constantly. So eventually, I did really become this tomboy, and I learned really how to... Um, Beat the crap and, out of them. <laughs> and, and I did. I did. I really did, and uh, I did. And one guy, I, I actually did tear his ACL. Oh my god! <laughs> I did because he teased me constantly for two years. Yeah. And finally, I just said, "I've had it." Yeah. You know, so, you know, I can remember Aaron when 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 I was in grade school, we had this kid, and I won't say his name because I I don't want to out him, but we had a kid that was so was picked on so horrendously because even in, I think it was in sixth and seventh and eighth grade he had really bad acne. And um, he ended up going into martial arts like his family didn't know what else to do. And martial arts back when I was in, in elementary school was not what it is today. And he went into it. He became like a black belt faster than the speed of light. And it was fascinating how no one ever picked on him again within about a year after he started it. Now, the bad news, I'm going to tell you, this doesn't always have a great ending. The bad news is, is that he became extremely isolated, even after learning all the martial arts. He became extremely aggressive because of the damage he had received and being bullied all the time up until then. And so he still had no social interaction with kids, and he would lose it at, you know, the drop of a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, I, I knew a, a, a few individuals like that that I'm just cool with. They they also became very aggressive. Um, they were good at uh, a sport, but 
but aside yeah. from that, they were they took it way beyond that. So yeah, yeah, that definitely yeah. that, that happened too. Yeah, Aaron, now I, I know that you've become extremely successful and you've done all kinds of amazing things, but do you know, can, can, do you think that there's any part of that that may have followed you, the bullying in elementary school, even though you overcame it? Do you think that there's any part of it that could have followed you into high school and college? And what might those things have been? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's a sense of survival and it's also a sense of, um, you don't ever want to be treated like that again, and you know how it feels, so you don't want to treat others like that. So you you want to treat them with kindness and respect because you know how it feels to, to not have that uh, be dealt to you. So um, that was one of the main things that I learned. And also from a spiritual aspect, definitely, you know, we, we, we definitely have to... Um, treat others as we would like to be treated. And that's, you know, it's the golden rule, but it's also applicable to, to dealing with other people. Um, but the, the downside for me was also I'm very type A, and I took the competitive side of it, the kind of I'll get back at you side of it, uh, especially athletically, to the extreme. And um, I, I, I know that I use that somewhere in my training and with the military. I, I know I do, just because right. kind of a... Uh, it, it just, you know, for, because when something like that happens to you for so long, it's very difficult to um, completely get that out of your system. So it's, it's, yes. kind of a, it's, a, it's a driving force, but I try to look at it for what it is, keep it in perspective, and use it and turn it into something good. Yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Aaron Morgart. Aaron, hang in there for a minute. We're going to go to a quick break sure. and come back. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, one 800 548 8255 1-800-548-8255. When we come back, we'll talk about what parents can do, what kids can do. We'll ask, Erin has kids. Has this ever happened to her children? We'll talk about that. What are the damage long-term that can happen to kids who are bullied mentally, physically? Much, much more to come. For more information on Erin and all of our guests, go to talkdavid.com, click on the XM logo, and you'll find her website. Facebook, and more. You can follow Erin, as a matter of fact, which I highly recommend you do. She rocks. She's an awesome woman. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. baby every night we go hard we do you know you have to live with passion i know my guest aaron morgart believes in this this chick is so filled with passion and we want you to feel the same way and and you heard you know just a few minutes ago we were talking about our life mastery program coming up uh go to talkdavid.com 10 hours with me either via skype or in person 10-hour weekend workshop in july and we will rock your world because it's filed up with a 30-day program at home i am so excited I am so fired up to be able to bring this to the world. 1-800-548-8255. Like us on Facebook, David Essel Alive on Facebook. We give you free motivational stuff seven days a week. And you can listen to the show right now. You can listen to the show right now. 
if you have a smartphone. On your smartphone, just go to talkdavid.com, click on the XM logo, and there's information right there to join our text club. And once you've joined the text club, you can listen to the show every Saturday for three hours right on your smartphone. 1-800-548-8255. World-renowned fitness supermodel Aaron Morgart's with us right now. Harvard-educated, Mrs. United Nations 2013, and the victim from grades one through five of being bullied. Aaron, now you have have children, right? Aaron, how many children do you have? Let's see. Aaron? I think we lost Aaron. Is Aaron with us? (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to find where Erin went. She's hiding somewhere in the studio. And as soon as we get her back on, we'll go back into this whole bullying thing. Um, I will tell you this. I, I was mentioning, you know, a little while ago about several instances of bullying. When kids switch schools, it's very common. I remember going into high school from a grammar school, going into high school, and the first 30, 60 days was absolutely hell on earth. I could not believe how cruel. I had never, in in this tiny little elementary school I went to, I think we were pretty damn well protected, going into a high school. And and even though Aaron said she used athletics, I used athletics constantly, but it didn't protect me there. It was obnoxious for the first, I'd say, two months. And and trying to deal with that when you don't know how to deal with it. You know, and I I didn't have the strength to come home and tell my parents what was going on. I felt embarrassed to tell my parents what was happening at school. It was consistent. It was constant. You know, and and I remember back then in those days, bringing our lunch is all we could do. We had no money. So we brought our lunch constantly. And, of course, kids would pick on you for having no money, bringing in bringing in your your own lunch instead, carrying your lunch to school. There was all kinds of ways that we were teased, but not to the extent of what Aaron's talking about. Aaron, Aaron, you have children, correct? I do. I have two children, yes. And how old are they? Um, one is 20 and one is 19. And when they were kids, did they go through this? Well, that's the other thing. Because of the trauma that, that I faced, um, I really wanted them to avoid that at all costs. So, um, I, And also for, for educational and religious reasons, I decided to, to homeschool them and uh, that eliminated much wow. of, of, the, of the drama, and and you know because honestly, um, for me it was a lot of um, it interfered with my studying and uh, my my ability to do better in school with thinking about bullying or worrying about how people were treating me while I was in school. It was very disconcerting, and so I thought they don't need that. They can focus on their studies. They can be in a safe, comfortable environment. They and, and we had we were involved with homeschool co-ops, so it wasn't as if they were isolated or anything of that nature. Right, um, right. Huh, interesting. Now, you, you you had sent me an, an email earlier that you were getting involved with an anti-bullying campaign in California. Can you share anything about that? Sure, yes. Um, they, as far as their homeschooling, they, they actually, with the you know what, Aaron, we're, we're, we're losing you. Aaron, I'm going to have um, Will give you a call back and, and get a better line here if we can in the next couple minutes. If you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, in more information in regards to bullying, absolutely Google. There are so many. As a matter of fact, we've got another guest coming up in a couple of weeks that's written a book 
on bullying, how to help kids deal with bullying. But do not, whatever you do, do not sit on your hands and hope it's going to go away. Listen to this, gang. Time heals nothing. Time heals nothing. If your child is a victim of bullying, we have to be proactive. Find information on the Internet. Go to your school leaders. Do be, be that squeaky wheel that gets the oil. Be the squeaky wheel. Don't sit on your hands. Don't look the other way. Don't, don't think that time is going to heal or a, a, a grade is going to heal. Or wait, We'll wait until she gets into junior high. It won't be that bad. We'll wait until he gets into high school. It won't be that bad. As with every other social condition in this world, those who are the most proactive, who make a stink, who refuse to take this sitting down, are the ones that get things going. Your child is worth it. You are worth it. And a lot of times, parents don't want to get involved. They don't have the confidence to get involved. They don't have, they don't have the knowledge of what to do. But you don't have to have it. There's tons of people out there who are experts, who are perfect, that could help you. Aaron, we got you back. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. somehow we're we're losing your phone. We've got about a minute and a half. Aaron, let, let me ask you this. If you could give parents 60 seconds of tips on how to help their, their children who are the victims of being bullied, what would you tell them? 60 seconds. I would tell them to, to absolutely be uh, interactive with their children be involved, stay on top of it. If the children need counseling, absolutely get it. Work with them. Go to the school if you have to. Talk to teachers. Take them out if you need to for homeschooling. Um, do whatever it takes to make sure that they reach their academic level of excellence that they need to and, and for them to not be um, distracted by the nonsense and the, the unneeded interactions that go on during a school hour, which happens so much of the time now and um, take every measure possible to make sure that you um, cultivate your children's academic success and their happiness because if you have your children and you want them to be better than you or, or more successful and happy, then you will do those measures. You will take that time and make that effort because they, they will remember those things for a lifetime and it's essential to you to make sure that their well-being is of utmost concern. I, I love it. Aaron, if you want more information on Aaron, go to AaronJMorgart.com, M-O-R-G-A-R-T. Don't forget, all of our guests are on our website at TalkDavid.com. You could go and go right to her, her, her website from ours, email her, ask her questions. If you have friends who are suffering or their children are suffering from bullying, don't forget this show is archived. You can come back and listen to the show at any time. Your friends can come back and listen anytime. Aaron, I'm so glad that you had some time for us today. Thank you so much for, for sharing your experiences on top of ideas and tips to help parents and kids to grow. You you rock, honey. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you. And, and uh, uh, thank you for having me on the show. Sorry for the uh, the. Uh, Desert interference. <laughs> if you will, I didn't say dessert. I said desert. So thank you so much. It's You're welcome. Show, it's great. Thank you. you. Same here, Aaron. Okay, bye now, honey. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. Stay right there. Tons more coming. I'm David Essel.